Hail, mighty listeners! <laughs> <laughs> Episode 16, and I return from glorious victory and Ben ignominious defeat. <laughs> How does it feel, Ben, to be unable to invade even a bouncy castle? <laughs> Not great, has to be said. <laughs> so Ben and I are in the same room, in the hobby room. Um, we've been away to the Tenebris event. We've come back and we've decided that on our return at 20 to 11, be a fantastic time to record episode 16. So tonight there is on the hobby desk. Um, got some hell brutes that are staring at Ben a little yeah, bit. Right next to me. Um, yeah, and Ben's been working on some Goliath, which are for me. Yay! Uh, we are then going to go the Galaxy of War. So loads to talk about. Um, we have played six games over the last two days, which is pretty epic. So there's plenty to be talking about there. Um, and of course, there is a Golden Legion of absolute badasses on the way. Who we've had a chance <laughs> to have a look at and a few more thoughts. Into the Mortal Realms, we're keying up to start a couple of forces, aren't we? You've yeah. started uh, getting your bets and I've got mine. Um, then we go hail to the community. So we've seen some cracking community this weekend, haven't we, mate? Yeah, absolutely. We so we'll be talking a little bit about that. Uh, a lot of thank yous in there and some, some great observations. And then lastly, into the wild. So we're going to go back into those crazy old days of the world that was and the... Uh, Blood Bowl leagues, so yeah, we've got a little yeah. bit to talk about there. So, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Um, as usual, we are stunned that people are still listening all the <laughs> way through to episode 16. Thank you very much. Grab some refreshment, and we'll see you <laughs> on the hobby desk. That's your catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back. Segment one on the hobby desk. And I'm sat next to Dan's hobby desk, the mythical hobby desk. On which much hobby does get done now. <laughs> Honest. So, mate, I have seen some awesome stuff this last 48 hours. But we're going to talk about that later, aren't we? We're going to talk yeah, about your We can't just talk about me the whole time. Yeah, well, that's true. You have seen me for about 48 hours. No, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, sorry about that. So let's talk about your <laughs> uh, your Hellbrutes. Yeah, so three Hellbrutes. Yes, staring at you. Bring them, bring them out onto the desk. It's not TV, Ben. People can't see what you're doing. No, but you're trying anyway. I'm trying anyway. Yeah. So I hacked their legs up a bit. You did. I yeah. uh, did a bit of conversion to move one of the Lascans across into the missile launcher, just so that to try and mix them up a bit. Because um, they suffer from like dreadnought syndrome. Yeah. Well, interestingly, so that people know, because there's obviously um, various helpers. These are the plastic kit. Games Workshop plastic kit, so I, I was never, I wasn't originally a big fan of them. Um, and I actually went to look to get the Mark IV World Eaters ones from Forge World, but they don't produce those anymore. No, no. Um, so I thought, no, okay, I'll go for it. And, um, yeah, they do have Dreadnought Syndrome. The legs, it is a real shame because actually the problem is the legs. The yeah, rest of the miniature is yeah, fine. Yeah. The arms are actually quite monoposed compared to like the Imperial Dreadnought. Because they only fit in two separate ways. Oh, They're right. not like on a ball all, joint. Yeah, it's because of all the cables yeah. and stuff. So um, that is a bit of a shame. But um, yeah, the legs are just, they're very flat and they're two parts. So basically there's the back and the front. Yeah. And you put them together. So, and because it's mostly like fleshy stuff, if you're okay with a bit of green stuff, you're all right. 
Yeah. I suppose, but you can't hack it and slash it like you can with. So I did. Well, I think that's probably easier to fix. It's possibly easier to fix, except for, um, you can't do it with just other bits of plastic. No, but you can just green stuff in, like, I mean, because let's face it, demon stuff isn't exactly sensible. No, I mean, it's fine, you can't tell, but I found them a lot harder to do than when I did, because I converted my three salamanders dreadnoughts for 30k out of the plastic one. They were the contempt of dreadnoughts. Yes. Yeah. And that was a lot easier yeah. than these. But they're, I... they're, they're coming along. I've got a bit more base coating to do before I can do some of the washes yeah. and then build up through. So I've got uh, two and a half weeks. I think I need to get them done by. I want to take them to winter, winter tides. Um, because as we'll talk about when we get to games, uh, I took the Forge Fiends this weekend, and whilst they were very cool and stompy, their actual damage output was very poor because they just couldn't hit a barn door. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. they put like significant amount of shot into the windows of the Forge World store behind me <laughs> uh, when I was playing, but um, they they didn't really get kill any enemy guys at all. So yeah, need to push on with those. Um, got a bit of paint time this week, so hoping to get them finished this week, really, because there is so many other cool things I want to get on with. Oh, mate. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> I feel like a dog chasing my tail at the moment. Yeah. So I, I think that the three of them look suitably different enough that they don't they don't suffer from Dreadnought Syndrome. Thank you. Because um, I think the, the old Dreadnought kit was the real bitch. <laughs> To, to put that out there. To, to make it look like they were more than just standing there. Yeah. Um, I remember, well, you probably famously remember taking the mick out of my attempt at making an old dreadnought look like it was running. Don't worry, you just knock him over. Well, it, yeah, it's fine. I was lucky I haven't thrown him in a bin, frankly. Oh, fair enough. Um, yeah, do you remember my running Iron Snakes dreadnought? No, I don't recall mocking you, you at all. And you mocked me for days because you thought it looked like it was falling over. Yeah. yeah, I didn't laugh so hard when we played that game and it came through the wall and crushed my elder Harsia. 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 No, I like him. I like him. Good, good. I didn't... Um... What did you buy this weekend, hobby-wise, by the way? Like, painting supplies-wise? No, Joe listens to this. Was it? Was it a pot of corn red? It was, yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. You heard that here. Write it down, record it, listeners. Corn red. Well, because corn red is a lush colour. I think it is. I use it for so many of my... Um, I don't use Mephiston red a great deal. In fact, I don't think I've ever used Mephiston red. But I use corn red a lot. Because so I used to use um, scab red a lot. I used to actually start with brown and then use... Um, oh, I can't remember what the name of the brown is now. I can't remember. I used to use the, the reddy brown, the darker one. Mm-hmm. It'll come to me later. And then um, I used to use scab red and then highlight up from that. Scorch brown? Scorch brown, yeah, mm. that's the one, yeah. Um, so I used to do that quite a lot for my darker reds, but now I use corn red, wash it back with Devlin mud, and then bring it back up again. Devlin mud? Agrax Earthshade. <laughs> 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 oh, I was showing our age, man. Um, mind you, Devlin mud isn't that long ago either. No. Okay. No. So, um, I got your Goliaths done. Yeah, they are actually behind the... The recording studio box that we use. So they're in the um, yeah. the little mini cabinet. But we'll get some photos. They are really nice. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really chuffed with them. Um, I'm going to do mine slightly differently. So I've done yours really industrially. I want to add a little bit of the crazy into mine. So I was going to do um, the Baseball Furies. Yeah. From 
the Warriors film. So I'm going to have like face paint on them, um, white and blue, bit of black, and then obviously grime them up big time. Um, and I was going to do the Escher with um, the skull faces on, because I really like that. I was going to say that's what you've been looking at doing, isn't it? But um, I got the sprue out and looked how big their faces were. I was like, okay, whoever painted the uh, the face paint on those two is is uh, is an alien or some form of demon, because that's just like the lips. Oh, but we'll see. Um, I'm actually thinking of getting um, a pair of like those magnifying glasses. Yeah, because I'm my eyesight's always been really good. Mm. Um, over the last sort of five years, I've noticed that at a really close range, I cannot, I just can't focus. So I'm, I'm wondering whether that's been the reason why I've struggled a little bit more with things like eyes. Um, and Marcus, who comes along to the painting night, he has a set, and they, I found them really helpful the other day. So I'm not getting a set of those. So if anyone's got any other recommendations for like goggly admech facial apparatus for painting and <laughs> send your ideas in because um you're just gonna have your eyes replaced with mechanicum i want one of those upgrades. glasses where like um what film is it where the guy has like the lenses that come in and out of his his glasses and you can select the ones he wants or is that um is that tree food tom <laughs> From CBB, I don't know, man. I think I, I do. Yeah, I know what you the mean. Little brass spectacle thing. Yeah, yeah. That. that. But we kind of rattled through our hobby, yes, because we've got we've got lots to talk about what we saw this weekend. Yes, so I think it's really cool because um, there's been some really really nice armies that we've both seen. Um, I think straight out, Ben, one of our sort of extended two piece family, Ben Chambers. He's the the. The standby Ben. Standby Ben. Which um, I, I'm sorry, Ben. Kate, Cage paints <laughs> on Instagram. Um, won the, um, best squad. Mm-hmm. Of the weekend and was in the nominations for best army with his admic. And it's, it's a lush army. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. In fact, the moment he got it out on Friday, just kicking around the shop, um, the, um, the hall before the event, people were coming over and sort of having a look at it. And yeah. Well, it's really eye-catching. So it's because it's... And we've got photos up already, and we'll put some more up. Um, because it's yellow. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's it's really cool, because it's it's quite a vibrant yellow, but it's not garish yellow, is it? It's, it's a pale. It's almost yeah. a greeny tint on it. Yeah. Very, very pale green. tint. some blue spot colours in, um, which help, which are nice. Um, and the basing is just flipping awesome. Well, that's where it takes it to the next level. And pro-painted always talk about... Basing, yeah. especially in tournament armies, um, and I think he's done really well at basing it and just elevating it. And we were talking about your night is on the shelf with just a five minute conversation about how small it looks compared to Ben's night because Ben's base is just well, it's significant. It's got a bit of a rhino stuck on it, and he's standing size up. isn't everything. Yeah, it's a vicious rumor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that I think just uh, but that applies across the whole army. He's taken things that could be sort of diminutive and small and vanish into nothing, uh, such as a squad of infantry, and they become bigger and full of life because they're standing on marshland and up to their ankles in water or whatever. And um, yeah, really impressive. Really it's impressive. cool because Ben tries different things out as well. So he's. Um... He was he was the first to go out of like the group that of people that I was I game with in Bristol to go to the um painting class yeah. thing. Um 
with the airbrushing and all of that and pick up some of the weathering techniques. Um, then he, he's been trying new stuff on the bases with the water effects, which yeah. is really cool. Um, and what's really great is, um, Ben's painting has always been quite cool, but he didn't ever do loads. But mm. actually, since, um, I got to know him a bit better and stuff probably two and a half years ago or whatever, maybe two years ago, he is just producing so much stuff. Yeah. And that in itself yeah. helps to improve. So he's done like 3,000 points of white scars. Yeah. Um, he's done all these Mechanicum in that time. Yeah. And multiple other bits and bobs as well. So it's really good to see. It's good to see whole armies coming together because they're really nice. Yeah. And he's flown through some of those Mechanicum. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's done most of the sort of base work, the, the, the sort of grunt work using the airbrush. Yeah. And gone in and done all the other stuff. So, yeah. Really, really good. I love it. But um, it's not the only person. Tom. Yeah. Mr. Pedersmith of Tank Fame. Tank Fame got fifth Yeah, in the nominations. Which he, is... he missed out on a space in the cabinet only by dint of the fact there was only four cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've got to say, they're one of those things. I mean, Tom talked a little about, so Tommy saw, talked a little about, I don't know whether we recorded this, but we had a long conversation about photographs and how models can either be made to look a hundred times better or worse by the photograph. You never get them to look, or rarely get them to look, as they look in, in real life. And I think it's the same when you're trying to take a photo of a, of a game, actually, because there's this really awesome moment. It's like, oh, it's so epic and so cinematic. And then you get your camera out and you look at it and you're like, well, that just doesn't look right. The, the perspective's off or something. But his tanks, oh my days, when he popped them out on Friday, they jumped off the table. They were mm. so nice. And yet on on Facebook, they didn't they didn't look like that at all. I, I thought he'd done something more to them since he posted them, but he hadn't. They looked absolutely fantastic. And he, he was chuffed to bits because he had some of the heavy metal team coming over and having a look. And he got a load of nominations. Um, and it well deserved, man, because his army looked fab. Yeah, and he spends a lot of time working on them, and I'm really pleased for him. And like the repressor, what they call repulsors, repulsors. I was never, I've not yet been convinced by them until I saw them on yeah. this table, yeah. and I was like, those look amazing. I don't just mean Tom's; I mean that model in itself. Yeah, and they, they, oh, they looked great, and the contrast in the red that he's got yeah. is excellent, and. What was also really cool is because the table we played on first was the city fight table, so it was really subdued around them. Yeah, and they just jumped out. And they were like, bing! And we've posted some photographs of that, and they still doesn't do them justice. No, no. It doesn't do them no. justice. And I think it's a real shame because, well, they just look fantastic. They look fantastic. And he's gotten more into painting, so it's. I, th- I was talking to him earlier, and I think that I get the feeling that he the the confidence he's got from this weekend and the you know, amount of interest that he's got. He's, I think he he's now going to be really getting into which is doing great more, which is brilliant, isn't it? Because sometimes you just need a little little pat on the back. Yeah, yeah, we certainly forward. do to push you forward. So there were two other nominations. Yeah, um, which we really badly didn't write the names down for, but I'm going to let us off a little bit because it was right at the end of the weekend, and I was it's three other nominations. Three other nominations. Yeah, so there was Ben. Oh, um, of course, yes. Um, one of them was Brad, whose army I was going to talk about anyway. An eight, eight model Eldar army that is just savage on the battlefield. <laughs> we'll talk about, talk about that later. But 
He's painted like a swirly design, which is quite difficult to look at in some ways, but it immediately catches your attention. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's got some of the posing on that army absolutely perfect. Yeah, I said, didn't I? I really liked some of the the way that they were flying. And also a really nice conversion of the fire prism where the gun is... He's got rid of the turret, Mm. brought the gun into the body of the tank. Um, More like a mini Lynx. But what I think about... I like about his conversions is they're not obvious. No. So actually looking at the army, I, I, I kind of forgot that the fire <laughs> was yeah. stuck on. You know, I forgot that that was actually the case. Um, and like the Wraith Knight had wings. Mm. They could have been built with a the model. They could have come in the box. I wouldn't have known any different if I didn't know any different. Yeah. Because it looks so good. Perhaps a bit small to make a Wraith Knight fly, but, you know, they're made out of... Ah, oh, a bit of grav generators. The dodgy Elder Goodwill. stuff, anyways. Wraith like <laughs> like Wraith plastic. Wraith <laughs> bone. Um, and there was another Elder Army. That one won. I'm afraid we can't remember the name because we were tired and we forgot to write it down. But that was nice. Really nice old foy army. It and was. what he'd done is, on a lot of the crystalline stuff, like on the... Um, Canopies and the glass and the crystal on the fire prism. He'd used the Tamiya clear red, I think I heard him say. Cherry red, yeah. Yeah, and it it did look really good. It did. He said he'd used one coat. Really? Just slopped it on and, yeah. It's quite interesting. And if that's the case, that's a really nice effect to get with very little work. Mm. Um, Ben's used it. I haven't. You've used it a bit. Yeah, yeah. Ben Ben was saying he'd probably tackle that with two or three coats to make sure you got a clean... But then maybe that's lack of confidence in using it, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I tend to use it when I'm feeling like I kind of want to get a bit high, because the the fumes that come off (laughs) it are flipping (laughs) insane. (laughs) And what other colours do they have for that? There's a yellow one. Okay. Is there a green? Yeah, I think so. Just try not to break anything while I go and have a look. What ones have I got here? Getting your drawer out. Let me draw out. Drop it on the recording. I've got the yellow one. Mm. I've got the red one. I think that's it. Okay. Clear red, this is called. Yeah, have a sniff of that, that. God, they make videos about that in primary school. <laughs> <laughs> it was somewhere that's for insane, you to see. That's insane, isn't it? That's insane. Oh, hell. <laughs> Don't collapse, please. But I think that's a really cool effect. Yes, it was. For, for a, well, minimum effort. But that's not to say that, well, that was the bit that, because we were talking about eye-catching. That was the bit that caught people's eyes on the army. And I think when you came in, a lot of it was done really nicely as well. Yeah, yeah. And Eldar, have, I think Eldar have really, really, really benefit from their army. Because there's so many colours and this, you can really sort of, with the aspects, like, go nuts. So one of the armies I played against, not not in nominations, um, although very effective on the battlefield and, and did uh, um, did very well through the campaign, uh, Steve, was... Um, <laughs> Painted in a Sotek green as the main colour. Yeah. Flippin' loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Sotek green with a white as well. Yeah. Honestly. Like, I know I had my Eldar moment <laughs> not long ago, didn't I? You did. And I was like, I'm going to have another Eldar moment here. This is, these are really nice. But your really green nice. pops out. It does pop out, but I loved this colour. <laughs> I really did. And I could see where the airbrush would really complement it. Because mm. one of the things I've come away with hobby-wise is this real desire to put that little bit of extra effort into the army. Yeah. I've spoken about it on yeah. a few episodes now about what I want to do to the base and, 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 and bring that up. Um, but 
even like posing and stuff. So I've been thinking pretty much two hours on the way home, apart from when I was just like passed out, <laughs> thinking about how I want to base Scar Brand, who may have accidentally been purchased and fallen into a bag. I've no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. No, um, and I would There's really a lot, lots of that happened this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I had, to, I had to tell the guy in the shop I wasn't allowed to buy anything more. Yeah, and he said, "Well, what do you mean?" I said, "Well, if you let me, then I'm gonna, you're gonna have to deal with my wife because she's <laughs> <laughs> this is bad." So yeah, I want I want to add some real height and interest on basins for for certain models. Brass mm. scorpion, I'd love to get one and have it like crawling down. Would you put that on so, a base? Yeah. Interesting, because that's a big base. It is, and that's, that's the, the, the trouble is, right, I want it on a base, because I love, I don't, I'm just not very keen on miniatures, not on bases, mm. to the point when I got really excited a few years ago when the Games Workshop staff head office went through this stage where they were putting their tanks on the Arachnorok bases, because mm-hmm. I really like it. I like models on bases. I think they look cool. Um, but gaming-wise... So the brass scorpion actually wouldn't be too bad to place on the battlefield without a base because it's got big long legs yeah, and you can get I mean, in yeah. around stuff. But on a base, it would make it very difficult. So whether I'll do something where you can take it off the base, yeah, I think that's a really good for, idea. for gaming purposes. Because I feel the same about the warhound. Mm. I think I'd probably have the warhound off the base for gaming, and then on the base to have on display. Mm. Because I think the base adds so much to a model that you can't. You can't really not. I think with like a brass scorpion, what I'd like to do is have that coming down and then maybe even have things like a blood letter, like mm. a whole other miniature on the bait, like in yeah. the loo of the yeah. rocky outcrops with a big pile of skulls and mm. maybe like like with a skull in its hand or something with like stuff dripping off it. That's being in. But I was thinking <laughs> that would be ace. So um, there's also was a, an Iron Warriors army. There was. With yeah. some... Big defiler conversions in there. Yeah, but they've done the defilers onto two legs, which I really liked actually. Yeah. Rather than the little crabby things. Yeah. Um, I think I think chaos of, of always for my in my my aesthetic, I don't I don't like the stupid sort of wagon tracks for the would be Kaitan. Yeah. Thing. And I don't like the uh, I don't I never liked the defiler legs. They didn't they just didn't like them. Although that was a huge and very sort of popular model when it came out. Um, but I liked them on, I liked it on two legs. It had a sort of more sensible look about it, I suppose. Yeah. And, um, he had a cool dark abeyant thing, which yeah. was like an onager dune crawler legs. Yeah. With the guy from Forge World. Yeah. On the top on a pulpit, which I thought was a fantastic idea. And he weathered the army like big time as well. Really, really good Iron Warriors army. Yes. So, so some really good examples from Hobby Desk stuff, wasn't there? Yeah. Is there I, anything else that stood I, out? I, like? Yeah, one stood out for me um, was a, a Raven Raven Guard army that I played yeah. against, um, and he'd done the black, and his, but he hadn't. It was, it was clearly a black army, but it wasn't a black. I know that sounds really daft, but the mid tone was quite a blue, like almost a. What were we on the like Thunder Dark Hawk Reaper's or? got a bit of blue Dark in Reaper, it. Thunder Hawky kind of. Yeah. Um, looked ace, all done with the airbrush, and then the detailing done in without, so the metal work and all that. Um, done to sort of as an army painted, so there were some bits of it that were just you'd spent more time in, but the basic squads were basically done, you know, the black airbrush, and then done some detail. Oh, they're just so good on the table together. It looked so good. 
Um, and there were some models that really, really benefited from that, that black, you know, the way he'd done the black through the airbrush. The, the Leviathan Dreadnought just looked absolutely gorgeous. I absolutely gorgeous. It was interesting, actually. There were quite a few, um, Forge World pieces, which was nice, actually. It was nice to see yeah. that it wasn't, it didn't seem like, because often you find like Forge World, it's like, oh, can I use Forge World? That's yeah. always this thing, isn't it? Wasn't it wasn't even a question. And it wasn't even a question. It was just everywhere, yeah. which was really nice. I mean, I had my Kaitan that I only used once yeah. um, because he disappointed me. And we got to see the big Primaris, like... Oh, yeah, somebody had one of the new Battlegrav tanks of death. Oh, smaller than I thought, but still massive. I don't know why you think... I, I thought it was bigger than I thought, like... Width. Because I I suppose in my mind when I see pictures, everything looks bigger. Mm. I So at the moment, what I'd love to see is one that's not painted in just a solid block. Because I've seen a picture of the brass red scorpion one and the picture's quite cool, but I'd like to see it in the flesh. Because I have to say, like, having seen the model unpainted and then the model painted just solid blue yeah yeah neither one has really made me think now concept wise i love it i can hear it i can hear it throbbing as it moves through a city and just steadily coming around and you know it's not zipping around like it's just like i am coming yeah you can just oh yeah you can feel it and um, i'm surprised they didn't have that in the in the museum yeah i didn't see one actually they had practically everything else yeah, Might be should, off being photoed. Have we got enough time to talk about it? Yeah, we what? have. The, the exhibition, because there was some new stuff in there that was great. Mm, really good. And I've completely forgotten what it was. Well, you're just randomly looking at the time. No, I've forgotten what was new in the exhibition. Oh, right. There was I'm loads sorry. new in the exhibition. <laughs> yeah, there was some cool, cool new stuff in the exhibition. They've rearranged it. They have rearranged it. Yeah, mm. they've definitely... So the second room, yeah, um, which is all the Imperium stuff, which so it's, it's the heresy and imperial um, has been rearranged. I actually preferred it in yeah, the new too. way it was. Yeah. Um, so just trying to think what was new in that room. There was a there was at least two new boards. Yeah. So well, the, there was the Necron one with the Primaris. Yes. Oh, they'd redone part of the main battle display. So the big room. Yeah. Has Gilliman and a ton of Primaris on it now. Yeah, absolutely. He, and then they've taken the drop pods off because that's not <laughs> how they turn up. No. <laughs> so that's quite good. I reckon they'll end up, you'll end up seeing one of them big Primaris tanks on that board. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Firing. Yeah. Although to be honest, there's nothing more, de- the most deadly weapon on that board is that drop pod that has smashed, smashed into yeah. a Warhound Titan. Yeah. Will you pay enough points for them now that, Actually, Ben said it, quite a good idea that we reckon you should be able to use it to target a squad. Yeah. So when you're dropping in, you stick it on an infantry squad or whatever, and it does sort of D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. I mean, the Tyranids are crapping mortal wound causing spore mines all over the place. And, <laughs> you know, all the other armies are like throwing out mortal wounds that they're going out of fashion, but the Space Moons, I don't think, deal that many mortal wounds. So it would be nice. And very thematic to have, like, mm. I'm going to drop my drop pod smack on the middle of your squad. And, and then just whack them to death with the doors. Yeah, doors open and closing until they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're flat and shut. It'd be like Herbie from the... Yes, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it would be like just like that. Without the Irish coffee coming out the petrol tank. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, the museum had some new stuff. As always, super inspirational. Just stunning, really, isn't it? 
It like, is. The, the displays really drag into, like, what the worlds are like. And then you've got the beautifully painted miniatures everywhere. The bit that I really can't, I cannot, I struggle with going around the museum is that I look at the big gaming boards and I think, nah, that's just, they're beautiful and stunning. Um, but I'm never going to be able to do that. So they're kind of really wicked exhibits and I can look at them in a kind of exhibit kind of way. It's the specialist game stuff that bothers me. So when I see the, the, the silver tower thing and they've made the board tiles and mm. I'm like, Oh, I could do that. And then I'm like, no, you can't do that because that will take you ages. And then I go over to Blood Bowl and they've made all those beautiful pictures. Like, I'm going to make a Blood Bowl picture. No, you can't do that because I'll take it because they're, they're, all, they're just achievable. They're almost mm. like something you have a shot of doing and I have to rein myself back in. Otherwise I'm going to have like a house filled with like gore chosen and silver tower just permanent setups. The thing I struggle with most in there is that there's no seats. Yeah. So I like, and I love it, but if, if, if anyone of any influence listens to this, please put some seats. Cause one thing I loved about the old miniatures hall, which I'll be honest is in, is just a country mile from the amazingness yes, that they've done it now. Is, it yeah. really is. Yeah. But there was some seats and you could go up there and just sit and just absorb. Yeah, and I really liked that. I really liked that. And we're, and we're both, and we're both not small. <laughs> no. And we, you know, you've got to go up two flights of stairs to get to the. Hang on a minute. Now we're sounding like old. <laughs> then you've got to come down some more stairs. Yeah. You know, so there's a few challenging physical moments no, in there. After, after you've been, st- <laughs> <laughs> after you've been standing up for like eight hours. Oh yeah, in Warhammer World, it is. It's would be nice to then go into the exhibit and have someone to sit down and just look. Mm. They had that new Terminator helmet in there. Yeah. That was mint. Because I remember cool. when you had the Space Wolf helmet, and we were trying to remember where they had... I'm sure they had the, the entire thing. Arm, yeah. And he was like, he was he was in a remade bit of a Space Hulk. Uh-huh. But, but that, helmet... I mean, we're talking when I was about 14 yeah. when I went up there. But the, the Space Wolf helmet had the insides. Yeah. With all the leather and the, like, the little tiny little wizzly little bits of <laughs> admix stuff. Like, yeah, that was wicked. That was something I really liked about Games Day, actually. Should bring that stuff back. Yeah, well, you see a lot more of it. It's coming. I mean, we've got a picture of us with two bloody great gun things they made of us. Yeah, that was cool. We need more of them. Yeah, we do. I need one of my own. That's <laughs> <laughs> a mount on the wall. Yeah. Right, mate. Well, <coughs> um, I'm sure we could talk hobby desk for quite some time, but um, we'll stick we, all the pictures up we've got. We will. We will get some pictures up. Um, the the head of um, media relations, Mr. Ben Hall, will make sure some of that gets done, and I should as well. <laughs> so, um, yes, guys, thank you very much. We are going to head off now into a galaxy of war. By all means, it's quite a long one, so you may need some new refreshment by now. (laughs) So we'll be back very soon, guys. (laughs) Cheers. Welcome back to my galaxy. <laughs> Chaos reigns supreme. Only in Tenebris. Nah, lies, lies, lies. So, fellow listeners, fellow listeners, yeah, I listen. 
No, you don't. don't. You interrupt. Yeah, do. <laughs> <laughs> That's outrageous. That is outrageous. So the drop pod thunders ever on, and now we talk about the galaxy that we have visited this weekend. So we've been to the Tenebris um, campaign weekend. So first ever organised event that I've been to in Warhammer World. Same for you. Yeah. Yeah. Same for you. Um. It's been a long way for me, so it's not something that I would normally consider doing, but no, make an effort, it's well worth it. It was yeah. fantastic. I well, think. that's it. It was brilliant. Yeah. Really, really good. Really well run, organised, nice food. Well, that's important. It's important. It's, yeah, it's good food. Very important. Really nice to see the Warhammer community team interacting and involved and filling in as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a couple of times them jumping in because there was... Somebody didn't have an opponent or whatever, so making sure everything flowed. Yeah, yeah, it ran smooth as silk. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome, wasn't it? And energy. Yeah, there was a really good energy all across the weekend, and that's a lot to do with because I mean we've both been staff members in a store which is nowhere near the same scale, but it was very clear that the the, the team were putting a lot of energy into it so it was lifting everyone up all the way through the weekend and it was it was really good and the atmosphere was nice and friendly and it it was a narrative atmosphere there wasn't there were people there who were clearly just there to whitewash anything that came against them with significantly beardy armies um but that was that was a minority a very very small minority the rest are so many like good armies nice armies People bringing in law, like background stuff, and like like well, scrolls. Ed, what a legend! Yeah. Ed turned up with a with a one of our listeners turned up with a corn icon just <laughs> as a corn sorcerer. Oh, it was brilliant! <laughs> it was great. Well, I posted on Facebook that we were going. Yeah, and he responded saying, "I'm going. I'll be the guy dressed as a, dressed as a corn lord with a corn giant corn symbol." And he couldn't. And then it. on Friday, <laughs> he walks in the door, and I went over and I was like, you, "You've got to be Ed, or there's somebody else coming." And so he. Well, and how many actually, people have like a three foot across corn icon? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And he even won like top general for the Chaos Forces or something. Yeah, and lawmaster. Yeah, lawmaster. That's what he got. Yeah, and he won the top general. So he won all five of his games. So he, he yeah. yeah, hilarious, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Cool. So that was very, that was nice and narrative. That was great to see. Yeah, and the Tenebris. So the basic story being that um, Chaos and Imperium fighting it out in the system, and there's these um, Luminous, which were mainly the objectives, and we kind of whittled them down through the weekend. It's a sort of second game. There was lots of them. Third game, they started to diminish. Fourth game, they were biting you in the ass. On a four- third game, they were they were disappearing in front. Yeah, disappearing in front of your very eyes. Yeah. Um, third game, they were smiting from them. Yeah. And then the final game, it was bang in the middle. So they were, basically, the narrative was that they were we were homing in on this this one numino, and we were all kind of you know doing it ourselves. But overall, that was what it was representing. Um, and then the winning side got to decide what they did with it. And because Chaos won, and they can't be trusted with anything, they set it on max and split the galaxy open. So. Yeah, so what's cool, this is the second Tenebris. This one was. Yeah, there was one before. Um, so it's going to continue. So there was Invaders, Chaos, and Imperium. Yeah, I, I was Invader, you were Chaos. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
and each before each battle we had a little faction brief yeah. with our faction leaders. And we got told off on everyone <laughs> because we were losing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, which was quite cool. Lots of blood for the blood god, shouting, mm. but not like not insane. No, but I it, it was good fun. I believe that when you went into the Bugmans, they had to have restraining. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was really good. Cooks on the end of sticks to keep, no, keep us in control. Yeah. And then we went off, and as as Ben was saying, so we had three games on the first day, and two games on the second day. Yeah. Of the main thing, there was a combat patrol the night before, but we were so tired, and we just played a massive game that we. Uh, that we was didn't do that was that wicked. One, um, but yeah, so really good. And if you, if you haven't tried that sort of thing, you totally got to try it because it is amazing. I enjoyed it a lot more than match play. It is match. Well, so this is the thing that I think gets lost. So all of those games Felt functioned like match as match play games, but yeah. with people who bought an attitude of narrative to it. Yeah. Which has been the case since Wargaming began. It's just now it's actually written down. Um, so that was that was good to see, really good. So, um, talking a little bit about games. So, played five games in the actual campaign itself. We'll talk about our game in a bit, the bigger game at the beginning of the weekend. So, I played. My first opponent was Sam, and he had um, Sisters of Battle, which was really cool. So, uh, I'd not played Sisters of Battle. Um, I don't ever want to see Celestine again, <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> 30 blood letters came in, <laughs> my big beard unit. I failed a re-rollable 3d6 inch charge that I needed a 9 on. <laughs> and then Celestine came, whopped a load of them round the face with the, with the hand of a little, with, with the help of a few, uh, blood, uh, few sisters of battle. Um, they shivved her, then a load of them ran away, and then she resurrected. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So, um, uh, in the end, managed to get a victory there, which was um, a shock to all, but it, it, it happened. Uh, but so it was very cool. And Sam, good up for him for playing Sister Battle because it was great. It was great to see yeah, it's it. It's nice to see a Sister's Battle. Yeah. 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 So then um, second game, uh, I got to play Lewis and his Mechanicum army. So split force. So he had Mars and he had um, Stygis in there. Um, which was cool because I've only played Mars, so I hadn't seen any of the other mm. ways mm. of working. So he had a couple of battle robots appear. Flipping heck, Electro Priests. My Corn Berserkers ran in and just died. Well, they did strike first. Yeah, I know, but I'm still not having it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that two command points to interrupt is just brilliant, and it hurt me a lot. In hindsight, I should have attacked the, 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 the Electro yeah, Priests first. Because chose chose I went robots. after the robots because mm. they frightened me because they're quite big. So, scary effects. Yeah, scary, scary effects. So, um, again, fortunate, got another victory. The deep striking blood letters were ace. Um, and the skull cannons. Yeah, I they've like been a big the turnaround. For you, yes. <laughs> I like the so skull cannons. So much you I shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Ben kindly got me one for my birthday. So, um, that was good. So we got an extra one of them. And then, um, third and final game on the day was, uh, Steve. Um, mm-hmm. Steve Box with his Eldar. So, Quite cool because found out Steve lives only over in Bath. Um, but he, his army was very mean. It made me sad. No, it was, <laughs> it was an ace game, a really good game. He's, he's done some really good things in there. Um, synergies, some good setups with little units to stop the demons getting in and some epic moments such as, uh, Azurian 
flipping heck. Killed eight, eight corn berserkers in one go with the dire sword. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a bit of a shock. And, and to be fair, uh, Steve was very unfortunate on his psychic test. So I'd never seen anything like it. And to be, uh, my head couldn't compute because obviously psychic has changed to two dice trying to get to a number. Rather Whereas it used to be the other way around. And he was wrong. He was like, oh, failed, failed. And I'm like, has he failed? Too Should much I corn. say anything? <laughs> so, <laughs> too much corn. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that was really cool. And he went on to get best general on the invader side. Did, yeah. So not so bad that I lost that game. Not no. So bad. Um, and then um, on day two, started off with a fight against Astra Militarum, who are our new frightening people, aren't they? Terrifying. Yeah. I, I actually I could spend a whole podcast talking about how how horrible the Earth's playing. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It's it's almost hard to keep track of. It is. It? It's so when hard to keep it, track oh, of. Doing that and then that and then that and then oh my goodness! And this buffs like... that and this buffs that and this psych has got that and oh. So what I would say though, um, so Patrick, I played um, yeah. in that game of his his Astral Militarum Army, Cadian, um, Baneblade in there, Pask was in there. Pask killed nineteen blood letters and put eight wounds on the Kaitan in one go, one turn. So that was pretty epic. Mm. Um, so by the so he went first. Mm-hmm. By the end of his second shooting phase, I shook his hand and said, that's it, I can't, because I had nothing left on the board. I think I had about eight blood letters <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a rhino. So, uh, but what I did say to him, and it's a really good, um, good, you know, good show from him. He was such a nice guy, yeah. was such a great character because, and I said, to be quite frank, that game would have sucked. Except for the fact that you have been such so so nice about it, we've had a good chat about hobby. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about what we like and don't like, what's hard, and we both acknowledge the fact that ultimately, if I had got the first turn, maybe not by turn two, but it would be likely that the game would have gone the other way dramatically. It, that first turn is which is a massive deal. So, yeah. as much as I was like completely demolished. Mm. Quite quickly, whereas against the elder, I was demolished, but I did draw <laughs> it out across the two and a half yeah. hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> slow death. Yeah, slow death. Still only three turns, fine. It was still a really good game. And, um, and then I played this. Oh, oh, I don't know how I stomached it. No, it must have been. He bad. looked an awful lot like you, actually. This guy. <laughs> In fact, exactly he? like you. <laughs> like a cat with fluffy hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cat with so, um, so listeners, the peas grudge laid matched. down grudge match, which we haven't done for a long time, have we? It was Oof. right at the beginning when I came down to your house. Mm. Um, so yeah. Proper grudge match. Um, they actually asked, didn't they, if anyone had any grudge matches? So I started waving across the. We practically run across the gaming yeah, tables. Yeah, together. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I I think I claimed that your hair offended me, so I needed to uh, to grudge <laughs> yeah. match against you. So we played, um, all fighting over this central objective, and literally because you just went raw deep striking, and I'm just going to sit on this objective. It did revolve around the objective. Yeah. My corn lord, glorious, mighty corn lord. Charges, charged your dreadnought, or tried, got shot in the face by an overwatching Lazcan and lost five out of his six wounds, <laughs> failed his charge and then was promptly gunned down the following turn. By a melter gun. By a melter gun. Yeah. So yeah, he, he was glorious, wasn't he? Puddled. Yeah. Um, the demons did like some kind of, it was, it was a bit like they were doing, 
Um, well, you struggled with the drop. You know the conga song, choo choo yeah, choo. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit like <laughs> that, wasn't it? Yeah. Big long line. Yeah, your drop pod was in the way. Very inconvenient, to be honest. Just done on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you thought it through. All of about in three details. Seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so actually, although at the end I still had my forge fiends and my skull cannons left, that was only because they were out of the way and couldn't be got by your dudes. Um. Because it, there wasn't a lot left in the middle. It was a bloodbath. Yeah, everything was dying everywhere. There was that lovely moment at the end with the venerable dreadnought and the captain fighting back to back, just surrounded oh, by... Really, just, uh, yeah. yeah, but they died though, didn't they? They did at the end, yeah. 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 Because of... So um, so I won, yeah? You did. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Skulls for the skull throne! Yeah. So that's one apiece. It is. Because you yeah. won the first time, so... um. Just means we'll have to play again, I suppose. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was ace, mate. I really enjoyed it, and I think and it was a really cool you know, way to finish uh, the league. Yeah, game, it yeah. was, and I, I enjoyed all of my games. I definitely enjoyed ours the most, but then you'd expect to because like, be you're kind, of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you're kind, you know, you're kind of an okay guy. So, <laughs> um, but I did. I was really lucky. Not only I enjoyed all my games, I played four great people. And I played four great people. Five great people. <laughs> I was looking at you. <laughs> five great, five great people. <laughs> and, um, and five different armies. Yeah. Which it was amazing. Yeah. So, so how about you? On to you. Well, my first, my first game was against Brad with his Elder, eight models. Um, first time I played Elder. Um, he got the first turn and wiped out half my army. Flat off the table with, it's a, it's an army of flyers. Um, those two, you keep remember the name. I, I don't remember them yet. The two, like, fighter flyers. The hemlock. Hemlocks. Smiting out of a hemlock nearly made me fall off my stool. (laughs) (laughs) What that was about. (laughs) It just absolutely pounded me. Um, but no, I did manage to take him down to three models, which, was it, you know felt good because I after like turn one I thought I may as well just throw the towel in now because the wraith knight was just striding across the battlefield doing whatever it wanted um, and most of my heavy guns were gone um, but the storm raven managed to take down a couple of things um, and they did with with a bit of smite and a few other little things managed to take the the wraith knight down and he was down to a couple of things so that was a really I lost it convincingly after turn one. There was nowhere I was coming back from it, but I, I felt like I kind of rallied around and pulled out for like a good second half. Um, that was that was a great game. Nice to meet Brad as well. Um, second game was really bad because it was against Space Wolves. <laughs> oh, was, um, that was a fab game. Um, that was against Craig, and his Space Wolf army had loads of the things that I was looking to do in the future, like brought in a bit of Bjornage. Um You said Bjorn was a, a, a machine. Just, just folded my Venerable Dreadnought into a little box and posted it back. To, <laughs> like, this is not necessary. It was like, it, 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 oh, he just absolutely savaged it. But the wolves, he used the wolves really, really well. Like the, the Fenrisian wolves as a screen. Took me three rounds of shooting, really, before I could get to his characters. So let's just be clear. So you spent that game shooting wolves, space wolves. I did. Oh dear. So I won that one, that game. <laughs> um, 
um, quite a solid victory. Um, Can I just ask, sorry to interrupt, yeah. did you enjoy your coffee out of the corn mug? I didn't have it out of the corn mug, I had it out of the Ultramins mug, so get back in your box. Did you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was great. Um, then my third game was against Mike um, Mike Adami with his Raven Guard, and that was that was a fab game. That was really close to the wire all the way through, and through no fault of his as well. So it was the one where the objectives were disappearing. So you, you were scoring points for holding the objectives, and every turn it was one of his objectives that were disappearing. Yeah. Um, and then right at the end, we were level pegging, and um, he was clearly dominating the table. I had two sort of like fraction of squads left and a, and a captain. Um, and one squad managed to get to objective, and there was nothing there that could have dealt with them. Um, and the other squad had been holding the objective for the whole game, and he had his assault squad sort of coming in on them with Shrike. Um, and they did a last stand on the door, and this other squad was there. And if the one where the last stand was had stayed, he was going to win that. Like, no, no way I was going to earn enough victory points. But if the one on the other side had stayed, then he'd have taken him a good two turns to get over there and deal with that. Of course, the one on the other side went, and the last stand was where it was, and he, and he just, he totally deserved the victory because as much as I was winning by being a bit gamey and keeping the objectives and moving the objectives around, um, he, he suffered badly from losing the ones that he had. Yeah. Um, and it was just a wicked moment with the last stand with the squad like falling back up the stairs. It was really good. Um, and his army, like I said, I spent most of my time being completely distracted by how nice his army looked. So that's my excuse for not winning that's that good, one. Good reason. <laughs> good reason. So day two, um, and I played against a Luke with his um, Astro Militarum and I suffered. I really struggled to play against Astro Militarum. Like you said, because there's so much going on that I just can't keep up with it. Rerolls and orders this and little fancy relics and this and they just generate command points. I swear they actually create them in the game themselves. So they seem to be he was getting command points if I was using a stratagem and was sort of keeping his command points whenever he used one. I just find it so difficult to keep up. Um he trounced me. I think it was something like seventeen nil. He dominated the objectives right at the start of the game and never lost one. Mm. And that 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 one you could smite from the objectives so it was oh, even yeah. more painful. And if you had a character there, they generated more points every turn. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was bad. That's the one. That's the game I played when I was playing after Militarum and mm. was shot. It was interesting actually because I I spoke to I'm not sure if was, I think it was Ben Chambers I was speaking to afterwards about whether I hope that Patrick enjoyed the game, but Patrick was the Astro Militarum player because he beat I you so quickly. Because, yeah, because mm. and not only did he beat me quickly because that's. It, 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 there was very little. There was the deployment phase, and then it was pick a unit, roll the dice. Pick a unit, roll the dice. So literally just sat. No, no real manoeuvring. Yeah. The the um. Sorry, I tell a lie. There, he did have one of the um. What is it called? Not the Valkyrie. The vulture. The Valkyrie with las cannons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that. So that was moving. Yeah. For two turns that I lasted. Um, but other than that, everything just sat there, did its order, and fired. Mm. And just thinking about the gaming contract thing that we've spoken about before, like. Yeah, and I think it's so important to. I think my top priority when I'm playing someone is that they're having fun. 
Yeah. That's my number one priority all the time. And I, I feel like in game four, Luke might not have enjoyed it as much as he could have because I was really struggling to keep up with what he was doing. He was moving so fast. He clearly knew his rules really, really well. Um, or understood Astro Militarum really, really well. And he was rattling through all this stuff, and I was desperately trying to keep up with him. So I, I didn't have kind of the brain space to be my bubbly, interactive, mm, mm. narrative kind of self. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so just an interesting one, whether with the army being so effective. Yeah, because there's a point where, you know, it is so effective and people can't do much against you, but it loses that sense of drama. Hmm. Or suspense, as it were. Then um, the good thing is, with five games, I suppose the yeah, yeah, he's yeah. going to find an army that will be able to deal with him. Yeah, I find that I find that Marine. I don't know. I'm good. Might get completely shot down by this on the by the listeners, but I find the space rooms at the moment not punching at the right weight. And I find that when I'm playing against them, and I find that when I'm playing with them, they're not generating that. Like mortal wound output. It's just a, just a one example. They don't seem to be doing it. Mm. Um, and if you take the example, Astra Militarum I was playing against a group of Scions, ten with a hot shot gun, minus two AP. Um, okay, so they're, they're strength three, but the carve through marine units, and you fire back with bolt guns, and they they just don't do anything. Yeah, and it's re- there's no way. That a unit of scions within twelve inches of a space marine unit should stand a hope in hell against bolt guns. They shouldn't. They should just get flattened, absolutely outright flattened. Otherwise, if I was a space marine, I'd be getting myself a hot shot las gun. <laughs> yeah. And when I found out, you like, that, that, <laughs> when I found out that their psychers had the same amount of wounds as my space marine psyker, I was that, that was <laughs> what? <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. It just seems a bit perverse in some ways. But there we go. You know, what I'm, I've got the Ashton Return book. I'm, it's my mission to go home and find out how to beat them. Luke's idea was to take out the characters, but that's just so hard. Yeah. So I might just have like a back line of Vindicare Assassins <laughs> to take out whatever pokes their head out. Um, and your last game, was that pretty good? Nah, it's just a bit rubbish. Really. <laughs> no, it was fab. Loved we had it. a good time, didn't we? Really yeah. good. That was like a bloodbath in the middle. Yeah, it was, it was like a huge pile of dead. Yeah, but you know things. We, I think I learned a lot this weekend. I very much still amazed my list, so I kept it exactly the same. And I, I watched people change out their weapons when they saw my army and were modifying bits that they were doing, which is fine. Um, but I'm very much a this is my army and this is what plays against all comers. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. I on the first day, the only thing I changed was Khan, so I put Khan in. After the second game, but that was because my lord died in the first game, so I felt like I didn't want to use him again because he was dead. Cursed. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, came and then the, the next day, it. I did use the Kaitan because I took him all the way up there and I wanted to use him, and Patrick mm. had a Bane Blade, so I felt like that was the fairest. That was the yeah. time I saw a matchup which seemed fair. Well, Lord of War versus Lord of War. Yeah. If, is the Kaitan a Lord of War? Yeah. yeah. But he. He, he also died, so <laughs> he went as well. Um, and then in our game, I went back to my, the, the list I used right from the start. So, um, yeah, learnt loads, got very excited about demons. Well, and more corn. Like, I keep trying to start something else, and every time I'm like, 
But if I just had this, even in our game, I was like, I'm just thinking about getting some uh, corn Terminator upgrade parts. <laughs> and, like, doing, and you're it. like, no, no, you've got enough. Stop. <laughs> well, yeah, in the future, but at the moment, you've got to get your noble sorted. Yeah. So, so Tenebris was flipping fantastic. Yeah. Really great. Tom, going with you, Tom, Ben, fantastic. Really nice to be able to come together after the games and talk about them and stuff. Mm. Um, we did a quiz. We got 32. 33. 33. No, 32. Definitely 32. We were in the middle. Yeah. It wasn't, we weren't there. Uh, yeah. We were, yeah. We, it wasn't the end of but the But it world. also wasn't encyclopedic like no. some of the other teams. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, yeah, I think it was out of about 45, 40, 40, I think it was now. But anyway, yeah, so... And it, Bugman's food. Oh, that build a burger. Yeah. I could have gone back around for another two. Yeah, Bugman's <laughs> food was ace, wasn't it? Really good. And you tried, like, the biggest eclair I've ever seen. Oh, it was ridiculous. You got a picture, though, didn't you? I did, but I don't think it fit in the camera screen. It, I tell like... you what, it was a similar... If you go down to the shop and, and pick up a loaf of bread, it was about that size, wasn't it? Yeah. About a that proper, size. A proper loaf of bread. Yeah. Yeah. So amongst that and getting to catch up, because I obviously, when I work with Games Workshop, I'm going up to head office and stuff, so it was nice to catch up with a few people. Yeah, it was. Um, and listen to their points of views on things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I was chatting to Paul um, Paul Hickey, who used, when I was in Games Workshop, was the manager of Warhammer World, mm. before they redid it all, um, and just chatting about chaos and skulls and stuff. And mm. Kerry from Warhammer Community Team... Chatting about putting skulls on stuff, so, <laughs> so that was great. And then um, Max and Aiden just talking to them. It was just really cool, wasn't it? Just yeah, it catching was. up and just chatting hobby. Yeah. The problem is, the problem is in that place is that when you're chatting hobby, your your ability to fulfil your whim is just there. Yeah. Oh, do you know what would be really cool? Another Kaitan engine, and you're sat next to, you're lying on the floor next to the Forge World Kaitan engine, looking at it wistfully. That's like, how tired I was. Oh, yeah. I want to buy this just because I need two. It's because I want <laughs> to do another pose, and I want to have two and a, and a, a brass scorpion. So, anyway, what we do need to discuss is what we saw in gold in that cabinet when we got there. Oh, my days. Okay, so we've, we had our moment of disappointment. When we found out it was the custodian, and it wasn't the big surprise, and then we looked at the models in the magazines, and we thought they were fantastic, and then we saw them in the cabinet, and mate, I'm going to come out there now, right, and say that I think I almost feel frustrated that I was disappointed, and I ever aired any disappointment because because mate, <laughs> mate, but what they've got in Warhammer World, what's awesome is their new release cabinet. Has the, the heavy metal, metal yeah. team painted ones, yeah. and oh my goodness! So they had the demon, the court, the Nurgle demons at the top, which was stunning, which were just incredible. And you could throw the great and clean one at someone yeah, and hurt yeah. them with it. It's so massive; it's yeah. the bulkiest thing I think they've ever made. It's ace. Um, and but, but then because this is the, and I know Nurgle demons are in the Galaxy of War as well, but we'll get onto them. So they had the custodes underneath. Oh my gosh. The jet bikes. That can attack a flying... Yeah, yeah. Down. Down. yeah so yeah. they just look incredible. And they had um, Trajan Valoris. Oh. He is just a brute. I mean, he's just a solid lump of awesome. Yeah. And he had him on, they had him on a spinny thing, and his cloak was... <laughs> oh. And the Terminators, or the Allurus mm. ones, 
They just look amazing. And then you read them through the stratum because as we were up there each day, they were bringing out yeah, bits yeah. about them and reading the stratums and how they work. And oh, it makes me want to be a loyalist. And I hate myself for it. But the beautiful thing about them is that that cabinet did not have many models in it. Nope. And it was an army. Yeah. And if you're a painter, 18 models and you're done. Yeah. And you can treat them all like characters for goodness sake. Yeah. And what I love was, did you notice, like, the custodes on bikes mm. had, like, leather trouser things, like, on yeah. under their armour, yeah. like, like bikers. Yeah. Like, I can imagine them just sidling up and getting in and then going <laughs> off to hunt storm ravens. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they're hunting storm ravens, but that's what it said on the community post. Well, hunting greater demons, flying around a bit. That's yeah, what... hunting greater demons. Oh, when we should have played that Elder Armour with all those flyers. I'd have had units of custodial bikes to just take them out of the sky. I don't know how I resisted buying the Hellblade, to be honest, because I've been going on and on and on about that. For months. And they had one. Mm. Well, I do know how, because it's all around me. All the stuff <laughs> that needs doing. Yeah. So there is, there is much that needs... Oh, I didn't mention Slaves to Darkness yet. No. So they had Realm of Chaos Slaves to Darkness, which if you are a listener who is not old, you'll be like, what? But if you, well, you will either know what we're talking about and be super excited, or you will. It's a straight up reprint of the book. Yeah. And it is amazing. It's the birth of chaos. Yeah. Well, part one of two. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, it's so good. So that was very exciting as well. And I bought some badges with some little chaos symbols on. Oh, and a coin. They've got these souvenir coins, haven't they? Yeah. I've got it in my pocket. Yeah. And so, um, it's a little bit like a lodge medal from, <laughs> from Actually, the heresy. I nearly bought six to use as objective markers. Ah, that's quite a I good idea. I might get one every time I go up and use them as objective markers because they are quite lush, aren't they? Yeah, they're lovely. Very nice. A little collector's card. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, <coughs> quite a lot going on in the galaxy of war. Yeah, it's been wicked. It's been, about, it's been a fantastic weekend. We've got more to talk about the weekend because yeah. we've been planning our, um, Malign portents, but we'll talk about that next. Yes, absolutely. So, thank you for joining us in the Galaxy of War. We will see you in the Mortal Realm. Woo! <laughs> Hi, guys, um, and welcome back to the Mortal Realms. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And my importance. Oh. And I'm super excited about my importance. I've, um, I've bought my Italian box set, getting started box set, and I'm moving away from goblins to get the Iron Jaws done, which I'm super excited about. You're quite excited about the... Um... Big Gorgrunt. This is so nice. I nearly <laughs> put them together in the in the uh, in the hotel room <laughs> at like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and what what so what colour are you doing? I don't know now. Actually, I was. You did like the red when we went round the displays. Oh, yeah, the red, but perhaps not the red that I did for my shades by orcs. Mm. Which would be a shame because then those wouldn't be able to play in. But that's that's part of course, I suppose, in some ways. But um, I suppose part of the problem was me looking through the the Iron Jaws book, and it had like other examples. Like there was ones that were white, and it was talking about how um, 
they have white with a bit of bit of other colours in, and then whatever other stuff is added to them in the in the mess of battle. So that quite fitted in with my idea of um, what my kind of weathering and effects sort of bender I'm on. Be interesting you doing white because. And I know it would be different to the white you always wanted to do for your elves, but I know in the past white has frustrated you greatly. Uh, it has, yeah. Because I always, I've always, I mean, my iron snakes are a good example. I do my iron snakes completely different. Did my iron snakes shoulder pads completely different from, say, how I did my uh, long fangs, the white on my long fangs. Because I don't make them flat white anymore. I used to want to highlight the whole and get the whole panel up to white and then I'd be happy. But actually you don't need to do that. Because the the colours that are close to it, like Ulthwen yeah, Ulthwen Grey and um uh Thingy Flesh. Help me out. I'm so bad with the names of these things. Pallid Witch Flesh? Pallid Witch Flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Looks almost white, and then if you then you can fine highlight the the white around the edges, and th- I think that looks better. Yeah, I actually watched um a how to paint guide that Duncan did the Heresy World Eaters, mm. and he did exactly that. He used Ulfwan Grey mm. over Corax White, yeah, and then he went in and he spot shaded with the white on the white yeah with, no spot shaded with oh yeah yeah, yeah. um null oil yeah. i think and then he used the white for the highlight yeah so yeah and then he did the damage afterwards or you could do mark bedford's with a spray can yeah 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 well <laughs> intre- so let's get let's so we're off topic again no well we're coming straight back onto topic with yeah. what you've just said because i'm gonna do nurgle yeah um i'm you, doing nurgle demon you've just seen a new color scheme for them you quite like didn't you white yeah, I did like that, white with a purple, but that's not what I'm going to do. Um, so I am going to do, um, <clears throat> so where my, Mark Bedford uses the, um, he sprays them black. Yeah. And then sprays them white. Yeah. Yeah. Straight away before the, the black yeah. Right, Well, yeah. similar. So what I'm going to do is spray them completely black. Yeah. And then spray them 45 degrees down and from the top it's with the white. Yeah. And then using the airbrush, a thin coat of, um, I think it's called deck tan or something like that, which is a Tamiya color so that you've got that pre shade going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's going to be dry brushing and shading from mm. there. I'm going to use the airbrush to hit like the guts and stuff with like a pink or not a pink. A what color are you going to go purple. for? Green. Yeah. Just an off, slightly off green. So like no green. Yeah. <laughs> Not off as in gone off. <laughs> yeah. But so, mostly actually it will be quite gone off. I'm quite I I think I'm probably more I'm very tempted to do a bone white. Because I quite want to do an army that stands off the table. I'm, I was gonna do bone white for Death Guard, right? And then do the demon slightly green. Yeah. But the more I've seen them the more I'd actually prefer the green. But the that's better. because I think if you use the white, you have to really contrast with the other stuff. Hmm. And I don't think many people have done that. Like, that was one of the extra tables from the Warhammer display that we'd forgotten about. Was the yes. uh, was the Dark Angels versus the Death Guard. Yeah. Um, and that was done in the pale, wasn't it? The, yeah. um, the, the bone white. But they, the, the guts hadn't... They didn't pop out. It's like, I think if you did the Nurgle black, like the that... There's a guy's 
where he's done them Black Legion, if you did the guts a normal colour, they kind of all just blend away. Mm. But because he's done them really bright green, and I'll post photos, they've done really bright green, they pop and they stand out, and that gives you the kind of the zing to them that you need. I think if you did the white, I'd want to have like the guts done in like a really, really bright pink, something that was sort of contrasted it. Mm. Um, but with Yorks, you've got the green. So you can yeah. do the green, make the white stand out, and maybe do like red flames or something. You there, know, you so, yeah, there you go. Then. That sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So of... yeah, so we got so we got start collecting to do first. Yeah. Don't know what next month's going to be yet because they haven't said. No. Um, There's only eighteen models. Yeah. When is, is have they actually announced the release date of the book? Uh, no, I don't think they have. No. There's been photos of it kicking around. Yeah. But but what, when is the deadline? The end of February for the start collecting. No, I think it's middle of February. Two weeks. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> Already behind. Sure. See, the thing is, now I'm not going to get a Necromunda gang done for months, I don't think. No, but that's always the way, isn't it? These things. But I do need to have an Age of Sigma army. Because I'm so excited about it at the moment um, that I can't not. Because I want to be able to, I want to get an army on the table and start playing. Really, really want to. Because I've only been tinkering around with the goblins in the starters kits, really, trying to learn the rules, and that it's not enough. No, I know, and you, you're very keen to do an Age of Sigmar event. Yeah, definitely. Like we just such done. a beautiful game to play as well. So, you, yeah, you do want to get an army up together. And actually, you're not the only Ben, because Mister Chambers has also said once the Mechanicum, he's got to paint some. Models for an event we're doing in a couple of weeks, mm. um, but once that's done, he's going to be working on the Beast Claw Raiders, which oh, is yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, um, which is nice. The the test model he's done is really really nice. It, he posted that. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. So he's going to work on those because he wants to get Age of Sigma up together as well. Yeah, yeah. Two destruction armies. Yeah, growing. Ooh. We need to get some chaos on this situation. We really don't. Yeah, we do. So anyway, yeah. So I'm going to do I'm going to do Nurgle demons, but I am going to do the complete Nurgle package, the Maggotkin package. I've got the book. I've had a quick flick through. I haven't really read anything very the interesting. Book. The book. We have to talk about the book because I am a book collector, and that makes my eyes twitch. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so basically, the 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 spine of the Maggotkin book has a different font for the writing, a different look to the logo, and the book itself is a different colour. It's more of a white than a bluey colour. Oh, it's just... So my beautiful collection that's all lined up, that all look the same, is then broken by that. Yeah. But... I mean, let's not get, even get into the fact that the Age of Sigma books are a different size completely to the 40k ones. I mean, that's bad enough. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah... But I'm, do you know what? I love the new logo. Yeah. Really do. Yeah. More dark. Yeah. It's because secretly you care so much about. No. <laughs> no, although we have talked a lot about Chaos this weekend and about how actually I think that the Chaos Army has got four, four, five different play styles. And it's the only army in. I suppose I'll just start from the beginning. One of the things that I find really 
interesting is people saying that their army doesn't have enough of. And I suppose a good example is Tau. When people say, oh, Tau need more close combat. Well, if you're playing Tau for close combat, you'd probably pick the wrong army, is all I'll say. Because that's not what they're about. And it's really, I know it's really hard when you, you like an aesthetic and then you start playing and you realise that the army that doesn't play in any way and like the way you like to play. That must be quite a challenge. But that's, I think, one of the parts about choosing an army is that they all have different play styles. I want them all to have play styles that are different. I don't personally want them all to be like Space Marines where they're a bit of everything and not really anything in particular unless you choose a specific chapter. But Chaos have got this huge advantage where they're all different. Each one is completely different. And you can throw them all in a pot and come out with the one that suits you. And I think that's a really cool thing. But that is as far as I'm going to go towards saying that Chaos are okay. (laughs) But from a modelling perspective, I still think they're awesome. Yeah, well, you know. The lore, interestingly, the lore... The, the, the background of being a chaos worshiper <laughs> is not, it just, it's not the thing for me. Like, hopefully I, not. No, no <laughs> indeed. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not, no. I, well, apart from that group that I go to where we all <laughs> paint ourselves red and run around in loincloths. Um, apart from that. So, um, no, it, it's, I it would really far rather be a Stormcast Eternal. That story has to be put into context every time. <laughs> yeah, it does, really. <laughs> um, but uh, what I love is the model range and, yeah. the, and the ability to mix and match and create something much bigger, but out of little pieces, and, and I love that. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about gaming in the Mortal Realms, because yeah. um, I know we, you know, loads of stuff about the, uh, what we've been up to for, for, for 40k, but so last, um, uh, two weeks ago, no, not quite two weeks ago, almost two weeks ago. It was on last, the Wednesday that the podcast came out, first mm-hmm. podcast of the yeah. year, episode 15. Um, I was in the midst of playing a Warhammer Age of Sigmar skirmish game. Uh, and that was a really interesting experience. So I think Colin would agree with me who I was playing. So I was playing Colin's, uh, Lizmen, which he painted up really fast for the, so that we could play with painted miniatures, which was really good of him. Um, but basically it wasn't great. And it wasn't great because we had too many models on the mm. table for skirmish. So the the book says the campaign should start at twenty five. Um, Renown is the system they use, but it goes up to and then it goes on to say if you're playing just a pickup game, but somewhere between fifty and a hundred. Well, we did a hundred. Of course, you did. Because I always do that. You can't I? go for a normal number. You go yeah. for the maximum. Yeah, yeah, do it to the max. Far too many models. I had 34 models and Colin had something like 50. But because every single oh, one. That's a, game. Uh, uh, that's a full. I game. know. Well, that was the problem. And everyone acted independently. So we just didn't get that engagement with it on the individual level. So we are going to try again. But we, I would definitely say if anyone's thinking of playing it, keep the model count down. Yeah. Um, make it a little bit more personal. Make, so. make it more like a skirmish. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Well, we could go back to talking about Tau in the Mortal Realms if you want to, but I'm trying to talk about something gaming. That was a good example. <laughs> so anyway, but what did strike me though was I thought I might do a skirmish one with like a Stormcast Eternal and then like a Fire Slayer and mix it up a little bit amongst the order rather than doing specific Warband. That'd be cool. I think that'd be quite good, isn't it? 
Because one of the things I like about Shadespire is that it gives you an opportunity to double yeah. in different model ranges that you otherwise wouldn't. Um, but that's another example. And Silver Tower, that's another good way of doubling in model ranges that you otherwise wouldn't. But I think um, if you've got a chance to do a little skirmish force and you can add in whatever you want from order, that would be pretty cool. Yep. We could build out... Well, Warhammer Fest, which we are going to. God, it doesn't feel long away. Official massive news. The peas will be at Warhammer Fest. Huge release. So, anyway... No, <laughs> no one cares. No, no. <laughs> Tumbleweed. So, that is uh, May, isn't it? 12th, yeah. 13th of May. We've booked some accommodation. So, we're going to do both days. Got permission. Got permission from the, <laughs> the powers that be. Um, but... One of the ideas I've floated was doing an Age of Sigma skirmish <coughs> campaign using the Season of War Firestorm thing. Ben is sat here going blood bubble <laughs> under his breath. <laughs> so we might not be doing that, but... Um, well, I think it's a good idea because what I said was I didn't want to take like what we did this weekend. No. Because firing around with a massive-ass box of models... I'm playing again. Well, you banned me from buying a brass scorpion because it wouldn't fit in the car well, on top of yeah, all the stuff you bought. Sitting on my, my nap, hobby, sitting on my, my nap hobby, coming home. My hobby had to hold back because of you. Boo. Because of your hobby. Well, maybe you can get it when we go to Warhammer Fest and then you'll have done some of the stuff you were supposed to do before you got the brass scorpion. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, yeah, no, I think, like... I'd much prefer to take a small skirmish army of maybe 20 or 30 models max, or Shadespire, or Blood Bowl, something like that. And you can stick a neoprene pix in your back, back and, your, you know, box of models. You can carry it on your bag, or carry it on your back, and not have to... Because you want to be engaged all the way through Warhammer Fest. You don't yeah. want to be, you know, faffing around with stuff in the way. I completely agree. Because I always take too much stuff. And the car park in that place is flipping miles away. It was when we went. It's like a good mile away, and that's not an exaggeration. I think that I is know. a bit of an exaggeration. Well, no, a mile. No, I don't think it's not. Uh, when you've when uh, you've gone out of the building and gone all the way around the building, then they're quite, okay, half a mile. Yeah, okay. I must say, though, this weekend, I decided to take less than I normally take. Which I know surprised you, but normally I take board games and some painting and... But on the Friday, I really did want to wish I'd bought my painting, like something to paint. Talking about painting, they had the painting desk in one way. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Before. Well, that's why yeah. I thought about it. Yeah. It's longer than mine. Well, yeah, this isn't Warhammer World. <laughs> <laughs> as much as you think it is. It's my Warhammer World, man. No, I'm, um, I'm excited about doing some skirmish. Because um, this year is going to be Age of Sigma year for me. And and get my space was done, but that's always going to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'd be something pretty cool. So there we have it. Quite a little mortal rounds. Actually, it's about the normal length, but in comparison to the amount of time we spent doing hobby and talking to neighbours, it seems yeah. small. But that's fine. That's good. Short and well, sweet. We could talk about the Nurgle because we've got that model range is significantly nice. It is significantly nice. <laughs> it's ridiculously nice. Yeah. The the Puscoil Blight Lords whizzing around on little flies. Yeah. They're amazing. The, the, 
They're very strange. And that's what I love about them. When you look at them, they don't make sense. It's almost like they... It reminds me of that story with... What's his face? The the gardener dude. Yeah. Where... Coxus Buell. Oh, no. Horticulus Slimax. They're so massive. And they probably think, oh, we need something big to get around. So they sit their asses on these massive flies... They look like they're struggling to move, so they probably didn't move any faster anyway, so they just, <laughs> just like this bloated, <laughs> buzzing yeah. brrrr. And like, like, here they come, run away. <laughs> and the dude sat on top like, come on! <laughs> I think they're fantastic. <laughs> they are. And I'm waiting for the first Nurgling army. Yeah. Where, because every kit has got a Nurgling in, where you sloppity blowpipe. Is the guy from that just the a little nurgling one? Yeah, yeah and the, so the great and clean one is the is the great and clean is the nurgling champion. Yeah. So some of these models are on my birthday wish list. Oh, they're tomorrow. Which tomorrow? So Ooh. some of them I might have some. Happy birthday to Dan! It's his birthday to. Well, no, no. Well, no. Uh, it was um, two days ago. Three minutes. No, oh, two days ago. We'll be when they're listening to this. Oh yeah, will that is true. It actually even says the twenty second of the first on the computer now, but. It's only 20 past midnight now, and I was not born until three minutes to six in the morning. So I'm still not out yet. Quick. Change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, where's this going? <laughs> right, let's head all over to the community. Yeah, thank you guys. See you in the community. Welcome back. Now we are going to talk about some community stuff, some cool stuff. So we're going to start out, though, with um, a very special request that has been made. Yeah. Hasn't well, it? Yeah, we had a, a, a listener um, contact us um, and tell us how much they like the podcast. So we'd like to give them a shout out to... Well, I think that their whole family are huge fans, apparently. Yeah, and they've sent us a picture of like, literally their whole family. All listen, apparently. So we'd like to give a shout out to Lee Beat and the Beat family who are listening from Birmingham. Uh, hi guys, and uh, thank you for listening. We don't quite know how you managed to listen to it all with, that, with the whole family. Well, we'd love to see us some hobby. Yeah, send us some pictures. Yeah, because you haven't done that yet, and we ask we ask everyone who contacts us to send us pictures of what they do because that's for us. Just like seeing everyone's armies at the weekend, it's seeing everyone else's hobby that is the most important thing. I think because well, it's, it is everything, isn't it? The community, you know, it's such a social hobby. And do, and do you know why? Because that was our favourite bit of being staff members. Yep. When someone walked in the door with that look. Yeah. That look on their face with a model case. And they got it out. And the moment they started getting it out, you knew there was something coming out and how it would come. And it would be like something they'd spend hours pouring their like, heart and soul into. That that was my favourite bit of being a staff member, big time. So... Um, thanks for listening, Lee, um, and the family, and we'd love to see what you guys get up to, so send us pictures, post them on our own page, um, and uh, everyone can see them then, and, and you know, we'd share the love a little bit. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. And, and so on a community note, um, what um, what we wanted to say was just how awesome it was to have such a friendly atmosphere this weekend, yeah. wasn't it? It's just really nice to see... Uh, have be part of the community coming together, enjoying the weekend, seeing all sorts of different ranges of painting, thoughts, army list construction, going into it. Yeah, because I think 
one of the things that's really easy to do, and I've 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 always been put off by events for lots of different reasons, like uh, gaming events. Perhaps to do with the effort that it takes to get all the way up to Warhammer World, and there's not really local ones down in Cornwall very often. Um, perhaps because I've always been really worried about forgetting the rules and people treating me badly because I've forgotten the rules, um, or sort of perhaps no solidly insecurity about because I'm not the most confident of people. So insecurity about how my army looks, how my army plays, whether I should have done something different. Um, all of those things add in together, but the hobby can be really isolating. And we have loads of people contact us saying, oh, do you know of any gaming clubs locally in Cornwall? Because at the moment I'm stuck in my room just painting and, uh, you know, listening to your podcast and it sort of makes me aware that there's a, there's a wider community out there. We get a lot of that, don't we, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is really isolating sometimes or can be really isolating in the sense that you go into your room um you paint your models and you can spend hours sat on your own painting your model. Now Dan's made an effort in here to have two painting stations so that you can paint together. I've started a painting night so that people come over and paint and we paint the kitchen table. But going to those events, one of the cool things about it is it blows open your world, your hobby world. Yeah. And you see so much of what's going on, so much of what other people are doing, hearing what they're talking about listening to their local clubs, what they get up to, what events they're running in their local area. Um, look, just looking at their armies and thinking, God, I never thought of that. What a, what a brilliant idea. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, the... Well, Brad, the guy you played, I really liked that idea of mounting the gun in the Falcon. Yeah. yeah. And then Steve, who I played, I really liked the Sotek Green he used on his Eldar. Yeah. Those two things combined are very dangerous. <laughs> I don't need to go back there again. No, what for a little wibble into the elder world. Yeah. So, yeah. And this weekend has like brought that home to us quite considerably, I think. How much better it is to sort of put yourself out a little bit. Get out. Get out to local events. Get out to the bigger events and meet new people and make networks across the country because actually the the community is awesome. You really have to see like events like winter tides, autumn tides. It was autumn tides we went to, when that poor lad dropped his army, um, and people had a whip round practically enough to replace everything that was broken. Yeah, and that that's awesome. was really good, isn't it? Um, and that was without even hesitation. That wasn't even you know forced. It just happened like a natural. It should have happened, and it did. Um, kind of response. And that I've taken. I felt a big sort of well of kind of community this weekend and it's a bit difficult to put into words i think yeah so i suppose really it's just a massive thank you from us for games workshop obviously for putting it on um and and not just like you know they put it on obviously they put it on because they you know they're doing events and trying to engage people stuff but they really put the effort in that pack we got given when we arrived like a dossier with some cool pictures in um bits of background yeah. Um, the missions that we were going to be playing. So they really a good quality event there. As I said, people, staff there getting involved, getting excited, chatting to you about your hobby. Um, and it was really good to and see. And the community team. And the community team. Like building bridges. Yeah, absolutely. Which Between, is just amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We're really exciting. Really exciting. I've got, I really, Hope to get up and beat Ben on the stream so you can all see it happen. 
see the tears. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so a big thank you to everybody who went as well, because the event wouldn't be the event if yeah. nobody go. All the people who took came with a really great attitude. Because mm. the attitude was was so good. The the, the the buzz was there. And to Tom and Ben for putting up with us in the car. Because <laughs> what would we describe it? <laughs> two old women. Yeah, Ben said we were like two old women. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. In no way at all. So, events, local events coming up. The next one for you is... Winter Tides. Winter tides. Anything above second to last <laughs> is a victory. <laughs> and you're doing that with Ben this time, aren't you? Ben. Other Ben. Other Ben. Other Ben. Uh, <coughs> so, he's Excuse taking me? his Mechanicum. So, that's at Bristol Independent mm. Gaming. That's the next That's the next one I'm going to. And Bristol Independent Gaming do Tides all the way through the year for 40 They do. They've got four Tides events in the year. Yeah. They got other events as well. Um, they're doing. They're starting the Shade Spire, um, ma- uh, organized play. Yeah, stuff that's starting to pop up now. So that's yeah. worth keeping an eye on if you're into that. And Marcus, um, one of the guys I paint with, goes to the Bobman Gaming Club. He played in Curtain Games's organized Shade Spire event last weekend, and he said that was absolutely fab. Yeah. So there's a lot of Shade Spire coming out around. Yep. Which is really interesting hearing how Shadespire sort of came into being as well. So at the weekend, which is a story for another day, I think. But <laughs> it, it is amazing how that has grown out of something. And now is, I think it's taken off big time. Yeah, it's it's great. We're both hoping to get down to Curtain Games, aren't we? Well, you up, me down. Definitely. Meet in the middle. Yeah. Use the podcast game. studio. Yeah. So <laughs> better technology than a box with a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, done us proud for 16 episodes. It has, so. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, with that, there's a wild to call in. Oh, yeah. So, so we're going to, uh, we're going to go and get a final bit of refreshment. Yeah. It's before worth, we head. It's, it's worth saying though, guys, if you, if you want us to shout out, we're going to be really every time. If you want us to shout out an event, a local event or a gaming group, then, um, then let us know because this is what it's all about. Yeah. What would be awesome is if you do run an event anywhere in this massive world of people listening to the two P's, <laughs> send us some pictures and a little write up or something. Yeah. That'd be ace. And then we can tell people what it's like and, and what you enjoyed and what you'd do differently. And maybe people might take that on board for doing their own events. And not just in Britain. Yeah. Because we have hundreds of listeners in America. And a fair old wallop in Australia. Um, one in Russia. One in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> one in Chile. And one in Chile. Consistently yeah. downloads every episode. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, tell us about what's going on there because, um, we want to know. And I'm sure other people would too. So. Absolutely. Right then. So thank you very much, guys. We will see you in the wild. Am I Bob or are you Jim? Are you Jim or am I Bob? Okay. <laughs> hey Jim. Hi Bob. Hi Bob. No, I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it is in the wilds and we are going to talk about Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. Ben I, has been getting a little bit excited oh, about Blood Bowl. I was a huge Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl fan when it, way back, way back when. Um, I was kind of out of the hobby when Blood Bowl came back, saw it come back, was a bit like, oh, it's interesting, 
Models are amazing. Don't have enough time or money to do it, but I've I've succumbed. <laughs> I have succumbed. I am so excited about it. Um, I could do a little dance. Wasn't it cool to see like a whole sort of three meter display section of yeah. just Blood Bowl yeah. in Warhammer World? Yes, it was so so cool. And I've got a whole bunch of plans. I'm going to do goblins, right? I want to do goblins because I want to do a funky um, sort of happy team. Not tier one by any stretch of the imagination. Probably even just do the snivellers without any of the the uh, secret weapons or the troll. Because I love that. I love the background for them. You know that they try and play like a team. They get thumped every time, but that's all right because <laughs> at least they're trying. So I want to do that. Really excited about painting the pink noses and ears on the goblins. And they've just very usefully done a painting thing yeah. on how to do that. So I'll be watching that. I haven't had a chance because we've been at Warm World. So I picked up a few bits and bobs over the weekend. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, getting the rest for my birthday next week. Yeah, because it's Ben's birthday on the 28th. Yeah. And um, I've got loads of plans. So I've had this idea of getting... Because one of the things I think is really a pain in the ass about scenery is you can't stack stuff on top of it very easily. So I'm going to build... I'm going to get a Blood Bowl pitch. And I'm going to build the Blood Bowl pitch and have it in a box so the sides come up. And when you let the sides down, the sides have got stands in. <laughs> so they fold over the top of the pitch and then it's got a lid and then I can put it on the shelf and things can go on top of it what do you think? I think that's excellent <laughs> I'm so excited about it man I have been planning this for like months just you can have your own Blood Bowl Millennium Stadium yeah where the roof yeah. comes off <laughs> yeah yeah with lights and when I play when I play I'm going to have like background music of like American football charts and stuff you should have a little board for putting the score on. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Or are you like wheel the handle, isn't it? Yeah, little, yeah, little thing that can come up and sit in the corner. <gasps> oh, my days. Yeah, it has to happen. When, with little hangy things to go on it. Like the, the base. Exactly that, yeah. yeah. For the goblins. You should get like a little popcorn maker as well. <laughs> <laughs> Many kinds. Like a little popcorn maker. Yeah. And one, and like little ice creams. <laughs> like this tiny cornettos. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought I could use my um, goblin marching band for it as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they could come on and do a display at the start. So excited about it! I was, it's great to see it being played in in Bugman's a lot as well this weekend. So I'm hoping I can convince you to get a team. Mate, you don't need to convince me to get the team and paint them exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying to you, wasn't it? I almost want to have Blood Bowl month. Yeah, get the team sorted. Buy the game and paint the contents. Yeah, well, you don't need game. to paint the but you don't need to paint the contents necessarily. I'm going to paint the goblins properly. And I'm going to do what I mean to do for a lot of things now, which is I'm going to base coat and slightly shade the team and have them sort of usable. So they're not going to be fantastic, but if I fancy going back and doing a human team, then there's stuff I can do to them. Um, I'll bring them up. But at the moment, I just things that you need to get painted in those boxes, essentially, yeah. so that they're usable and not just plastic, because I hate playing with plastic. We, we have a kind of plastic phobia. Grey plastic phobia. I think any lots of people do, but you can't paint a whole army really quickly and your Blood Bowl team and your Necromunda team and whatever the hell else they've got. They're going to release like tomorrow or the Custodians this month and they might have got, they keep some things so close to wraps. We might have Battlefleet Gothic next week. We don't, we just don't know anymore. Mm. And they, they, they're throwing curveballs 
Left, right, and the Shade Spy Gangs next week, next month, yeah. February. I haven't even painted the ones I got. No, I've managed to keep up. Ben's mm. painted the Stormcast for me. I've half painted the corn. Uh, I've built the orcs now. If you don't finish the orcs, I just called them orcs, man. I spent a whole episode telling you off for calling them orcs. <laughs> orcs, orcs. <laughs> and I and I've built the skeletons, but I'm painting them. And you painted yours, and they like went around the world on oh, the interwebs. So um, I always thought blood. I like see blood bowl the first time I missed. So the very the first, first time. Remember that tragedy problem when you were in store and it had the second edition. That wasn't even the second edition. That was third edition. Yeah, well, no, I wasn't well, in third the edition store thing. when they did that. The first edition was way back. Because I can remember it being a bit of a pain in the backside because people wanted to talk about it and play it and stuff in the store when I was first a store manager. And yeah. I couldn't sell it, so I didn't want to talk about it in the store. Mm. But anyway... Um, it's a tough one for stores, isn't it? With those products not being on their shelf. At least past the release. Because they had a great release with Blood Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I remember them all, all, all the games which Plymouth dressed up as, like, with the caps and little flags. It was great. But I think past that, it gets really hard when you're not, when you're not able to sell the product. It's quite difficult. But I think it's still, I think, it's still, I think on a company scale, it's an excellent product yeah. with lots of ability to add bits in here and there. But yeah. maybe at the smaller store scale. But anyway, Whatever about that, I definitely want to play it. I mm. definitely want to play it. I really like all of the teams. Uh, I th- there's a Minotaur yeah. and there's some Chaos Icons. Oh, do something other than Chaos! <laughs> God, for goodness sake, do, do the dwarves and get the bloody great steamroller. Yeah, the dwarves are case. They all look ace, though. And then we can buy the Grombrindle Black Gobbo set and have the Black Gobbo, and you can have Grombrindle. Oh yeah, that's quite a good idea. No, because I quite like Grimbrindle. Yeah, I thought you might. I knew you were going to say that. I'm not that... I quite like the goblins, but you're doing them. But that's fine. I mean, I'm not... It's not that bad. To be honest, I'm quite... I'd be quite happy just getting the... Main box and playing the, the human or The main box and, and trying it out with the human or orcs, to be honest. Um, I particularly liked that I hadn't seen before, or I hadn't realised what they were, but they... The upgrade kits for like the Reichland Raiders, I think they to were make, called. Yeah, yeah. And the the Auckland, no, Auckland Raiders and Reichland something else. Reichland Reavers and Auckland. Yeah, Raiders. yeah. <laughs> Just mix it all up. I know what I'm talking about. I can't remember what the I can't remember what the upgraded names are. But I didn't. I couldn't really see the difference online. Briefly skimming over those on Forgeworld the other day, but seeing them in the cabinet, the difference is massive. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'd be quite happy just to get. In fact, it would almost be uh, a good thing, a good maybe a willpower thing, if I just bought the box set and obviously Death Zone One and Death Zone Two and the Alamac. No, you don't. You don't need Death Zone One and Two. Yeah, but I do. I do. They're both in Alamac. Do you? Are they? Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, I thought they weren't. I thought Almanac or whatever the hell. I thought the only thing I know about the Alamac, whatever it's called, right, (laughs) is. There was one in Back to the Future, and that's how What's-His-Name got all his money. Yeah, so it's, it's got both of those two. Has it? And it's got... Did we just have that conversation? Yeah. And it's got the uh, White Dwarf, some of the White Dwarf stuff in. And it's got Death Zone 1 and 2? Yep. Has it? That's what I was told. That's what the staff <laughs> member told me. Did he? Have you checked? Because I thought it I've was just... It. No, I've, I have had a look. Okay. 
Don't sue us if we um, if we're wrong. We sound so knowledgeable about this, but this yeah. is this well, is what we'll happens. get better. We get excited about this, and this is what I mean about dogs chasing our tails because I've I've got Shade Spire and uh, Age of Sigma and Blood Bowl, and but I'm getting the Blood Bowl. I'm getting that Goblin team painted alongside the Oryx. It's happening because I'm so ex- I've put it off for so long. When I saw it released. I thought, oh no, you don't need that. And I, then I did need it, and then I didn't. No, I just come out and I'm like, no, so it's a joke. For my birthday, I need Blood Bowl because I need it. Because I won't <laughs> buy it, I won't buy it otherwise, and I want it so much. Um, yeah, quite excited. So there we go. And now I need to find a Blood Bowl League or set one up. Oh, you'll find one. There's there's a load of people in Troy that loved it. Yeah? Yeah. In Trelawney's armies, yeah, mind so you, we are talking like the Blood Bowl 10 community years ago now. Has, has been sort of chugging along in the background for some time but if you're listening to this and you're part of a blood goal community league team in cornwall then yeah please there's one in bristol although that's a bit of a travel oh no if i came up here i'd have to interact with you face to face more yeah no but no let me know because i'm really interested what i really love about it is apparently the game can i just ask actually have you considered as a model storage and transport option just keeping them in your hair because I'm just looking at it there now, and I'm struck by the fact I can, I think I could actually lose a miniature in that hair. I'm convinced of it. Mm. I'm convinced of it. I'm going to find one. Hang on. Let's yeah. just find a model. Does it me. have to be chaos? Yeah, yeah, I think it should be. But I'm going to get one of these cultists out. Oh, there's, there's one. Here we go. Hang on. There we go. Look at that. He's gone! <laughs> He's gone. He's totally gone. Where's my phone? I got take a picture. This is definitely this is um, exciting stuff on Into the Wilds. So there is a cultist in that picture, and you can't see him. Here he comes. Here he comes. He's coming out now. He's <laughs> <laughs> gone. He's gone. Oh, look at him. Ugh. Anyway, it's, just, it's TV. Not Blood Bowl. Radio, not TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not very, very interesting because maybe you can see. Blood Bowl, yeah. So oh, if you computer if, game. So when you buy right. the box set, you get half price on Steam. That's what I've been told. Right. And the rules are not too dissimilar. So at the end of the day, you, we can always play games on Steam as well. Well, we're not. Oh, you yeah. can play, well, play it like that's a, a good idea. Digitally over the, in, on the, over the interwebs. Mm. <laughs> and get used to the rules again. Yeah. Well, in the hope that at some point we might actually know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> So awesome. Um, okay. There's that. And the second edition of Outlands is on the verge of coming out as well. There's pictures of the book out. Is this a version that you yeah, have helped worked on and helped with? Well, I haven't helped with any of the rules. I've play tested some of it, been around, um, but no, not, not, can't take credit for any of it. Essentially, it's, it's, it's Ross and, um, and John's efforts. To be honest, I'm very much looking forward to, at some point, it being convenient for me to come down and play a game of it. Play a game of it. Come along to the to the club yeah. on the Friday evening with you and actually play because you've talked about it a lot. Mm. Sounds great. Sounds like it's built from a concept that I can really get on board with. Um, you know the reason they did it. Yeah. So yeah, I I I don't just need to sort myself out. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Next time I come up, um, I'll bring the book and um. I'm going to grab a game. Sounds you know, good to me. Yeah, that means I actually have to demonstrate the rules of a game to somebody, which is a challenge. 
Well, Mate, once that. upon a time, you were paid to do that. I, I wing. Well, I winged, I winged it then. That's a word To be honest, when we're doing Warren Fantasy Battle, you could just make it up because no one did the rules anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. And on that bombshell. <laughs> wow. So, episode 16 draws to a close. Mm-hmm. We have had a heroic. Weekend. weekend. It's, been it's been absolutely fantastic. We're um, We've almost become delirious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've chatted almost delirious. We're, we're, as always, over the moon, really happy to have spoken to some people who've listened, um, spoken to new people who may listen, um, if they're unlucky, and um, seen a, cr- a tremendous uh, amount of stuff downloaded recently, episodes downloaded, so thank you very much for that. Yeah. Plenty of interaction, really good on Instagram and Twitter even as well. So that is Ben. Considering doing that some neither of stuff. us have ever been on Twitter before, I'm, it's, it's amazing that I've actually managed to get it to function. Yeah. So really, yeah, really pleased. So thank you all very much. At the Two Piece Podcast. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Do the bit. At the Two Piece Podcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, Twitter. On a pen and paper, on a piece We're of on paper. YouTube now. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that. We are on YouTube. Every time we release an episode, it should go onto YouTube. Um, if I'm you recently not... got a mass load of them, it's because we had to sort of re-release them mm. to get them onto YouTube. So we're really sorry. If that happened. If yeah. that happened. But it, we had to do it. And we figured the longer we put it off, the worse it would get. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's done now. But anyway, so they're up. I'm not convinced, although other people have said that they haven't noticed the difference. I'm not convinced the sound quality is as good, which is a shame. But it, it's there. Um, and actually might pave the way to us doing some video at some point. I don't know if people are ready for that. I'm not sure either. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I still feel like I've got that damn model in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in there anymore. So like, ah. back. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I need a haircut. There we go. Now I'm feeling conscious. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you all very much. Have a cracking couple of weeks. See you in a fortnight. And we will be back soon.